My dear listeners, I hope today is going amazing for you. Join me on my podcast as I share stories of people just like you who made bold decisions in their lives and in turn, they live their dreams. As they say, it's up to you to make it happen. This show is sponsored by BioMental, all natural nutritional supplements for your daily needs. Always stay healthy, strong and focused, and the rest will follow. To learn more, go to biomental.org. Hello everyone, today we're meeting Annie White. She is a doctor in traditional Chinese medicine and also the author of her own book, The Calm Code. Hi Annie, thank you for joining us today. Hi Anna, thanks for having me. Thank you. So let's start a conversation with diving into your story of becoming the person you are today. What led you to discover your own true passion in life? How did it start for you? Well, when I was one, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, <laughs> um, I wanted to find my soul path. I wanted to find how my soul and my heart could help the people of this world. And I was led to Chinese medicine because it speaks to healing mind, body, and spirit. And we heal people at the root cause level instead of the symptom level. And I'm not saying one medicine is better than the other because that's actually not true. I mean, if, if somebody's having a heart attack, don't call me, but I can help you heal after it and I can help you be healthy. And I think we need both. But I was seeing in my office that stress was such a huge factor in patients' ailments and complaints. And I thought, gosh, if we don't handle these high stress and even anxiety levels, nobody is ever going to be truly happy or healthy. So I did a deep dive into the root cause of stress. And it's not traffic jams or mother-in-laws or even um, friendship, you know, going bad. It is all how your brain is actually wired, which might sound funny, but the science of the brain has proven this. Does that make sense? Yeah, of course. And uh, I know that a lot of people will uh, see themselves into having that kind of stressful, anxious moments in their life where they can just uh, be overwhelmed and not feeling good, but they don't know where it's coming from. Something is running on the background without us realizing it. That's exactly right. So the so when I found neuroscience, like we were talking about, and then the idea of neuroplasticity, it goes into exactly what you're saying, that every thought, action, and emotion wires our minds along those pathways. You might have heard of neurons, and that's your brain ner nerve cells, but they are what make your thoughts happen. Neurons that fire together, wire together. So every stressful thought we think, and anxiety is in this bucket, wires our mind, trains our mind to be more stressed and anxious. So then what happens is like you were saying, our mind gets dominated by those pathways and something comes up that's stressful or worrisome or 
negative that we don't like. And we go straight there. We go straight to those worst case scenarios. We go straight to spinning out because those pathways are dominating. We don't have that second to say, oh, well, it could be this, this, or this. Does that make sense? Yes, of course. And uh, like you just mentioned, uh, those neural pathways, they've been already kind of like, uh, like a groundwork it's been done before in the past so somebody like instilled that either like through our childhood or maybe us doing certain things we don't know where exactly we picked it up but it is there and uh it's actually affecting our lives in major ways 100%. And from my own experience, it can be your childhood, it can be all the past experiences you were talking about, but it can even be going through a stressful time. Because if you think about it, and I, I, I went through this myself, which I mean, I'm being really honest with you today, and I feel like I should be, but it's a little bit embarrassing because I'm the one who had been studying this for over a decade, right? And I still got to a horrible place myself. I went through it. Um, horrible couple of years and every single one of those stressful and negativity goes straight right along with stress and we can talk about that in a second trained my mind to be high i was highly stressed and irritable and down and i was snapping the head off my husband i actually got to a point where he walked out he just couldn't do it anymore he was like you are not yourself i don't know what happened or what's going on but you i was like and it's so embarrassing but i was mean you know and i didn't want to be that way it's like words flew out of my mouth and i go oh my god i cannot believe i just said that but it's where i got i i, I think i had to get there i had been working with these tools with my patients for a very long time and they all said oh they're great and it wasn't like i would sit down with them and say oh we're going to work on your neuroplasticity today i would just toss them out you know if they were having things that bothered them or things whatever so i didn't really know they worked until i had to use them myself and then I was like, oh, wow, these actually really work, which is great. And then it became my mission to get them to everybody who needs them, because I know how, what it's like to be in that awful spot. Yeah, and a lot of people, um, you know, they don't know who to talk to. Sometimes they feel like they struggling with it alone and uh, they keeping everything to themselves to the point where it's no longer can be whole you know like and it's just burst like you said uh stress level and your negativity they they kind of connected to each other in a way that you don't realize but you can just snap at somebody without you knowing why you just did it but that's because maybe uh your stress level is at such point where you cannot do it any longer you have to do something about it that's right. And the reason scientifically that stress can trigger also negativity in the mind and train those pathways as well is because our stress response was meant for us to consider worst case scenarios so that we could survive life and death situations, which is fabulous if a bear is chasing us or, you know, a velociraptor. I know we didn't live with them, but whatever. Right. A woolly mammoth. But in everyday life, it doesn't help us because we're triggering these worst case scenarios about bills, traffic jams, issues that we have, which are always what worst worse, I can't get it out. Worst case scenarios are always negative. So every 
stressful, um, worrisome, you know, sort of spiral we get into triggers and trains both of those pathways. Right. And for some reason, we always like imagine ourselves like that's the end, like this is like something bad that happened, but we don't see like the the way out of it for some reason. Everything is like a fog and we just being like knocked out and not knowing what to do next. So we have to kind of like prevent that from happening in the first place. So that's why those tools and techniques come into place. Well, and that's so right, Anna. And, and sometimes people think they get into that spot and they're like, I just want help, right? And if you go to Western medicine, and this is not a dig on it, but their toolbox is to give you pharmaceuticals and drugs. And sometimes we need those temporarily to kick us out of that spot. There's no shame in that game. I'm just saying, I want to offer an alternative to that to like you're saying, A, help people not get into it, and B, help people get out of it. Right. Um, me personally, I'm a pharmacist, so I've been in pharmacology, pharmacology all, you know, like few years of my life. And I know firsthand that usually traditional medicine is focusing on treating the symptoms, not the cause of the symptoms. And that's why we need to look more into preventative um, uh, alternative type of medicine that available and practices that we can incorporate in our daily life to help ourselves because not uh, nobody but us will do it for us. So we have to be always mindful of, uh, you know, uh, what is available and how we can prevent that stress or anxiety from happening. Right. And the thing about Western medicine and pharmaceuticals is if people don't want to put any effort into things, it's going to save their life, isn't it? Because in, in order, really, you, you have to be a player. And people say, oh, Annie, your stuff sounds too good to be true. And I'm like, well, I do, I do ask for your participation in this. I ask you to do three minutes twice a day the first week, and we do six weeks in the book, and then we, do, we build up to eight minutes twice a day. You know, it's just like if you want to get into good physical shape, you have to actually do the workout right? And if people don't want to, or they don't want to eat healthy, or they don't want to do that, then yes, the pharmaceuticals are a good option. But the problem is that if you take one, there's side effects, and you might need others and others and others. So it's good, like you said, just to have alternatives. Yeah, definitely. And also, uh, people sometimes don't know that, um, you know, we have to kind of like find either accountability partner or a coach, somebody who can help them to go through certain changes in their life. You know, there are practitioners out there that could help you to achieve those, um, you know, kind of like changes and guide you through them. Like if you're not sure, uh, you can always find the practitioner that you aligned with and that would be um you know a better kind of like um help for you because you know I know in the beginning it's hard to know that you can do it even though like you see people you know kind of getting through those challenges and they did it but you have to uh, know for yourself that it works and sometimes you need that extra encouragement as well Sure, of course. 
And that's why I made everything in the book super easy to make a habit. Because if you start with little small things and little small times, it's much easier to accomplish. It's better than saying, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week and I'm going to work out an hour a day. That's probably too much for people to start with. If they started with, I'm going to walk for 15 minutes tomorrow, right? Or I'm going to eat some broccoli tomorrow, or I'm going to practice this breathing exercise that Annie is going to teach me tomorrow. You know what I mean? And then if you do these bite-sized pieces, it doesn't seem so overwhelming and it's much easier to accomplish as well. Uh, sure. And uh, is there any like practical uh, tools you can tell, uh, like, uh, you know, from the top of your mind, like pick three, let's say, and uh, we can share some tools for people to try in their daily routine and see if they can, you know, start small and see some changes along the way. My favorite breathing exercise, and I know there are tons and tons of breathing exercises out there, but this one's a little bit different. So it has three steps, okay? And you can use this breathing exercise in traffic jams. You can use it if you're in a meeting, just excuse yourself for a minute. If you start to get riled up and stressed out, okay? Step one, put your hand, left hand on your chest. And during this whole breathing exercise, I want you to repeat to yourself, I am safe. I am not in a life or death situation right now. I am safe. I am not in a life or death situation right now. Step two, move that left hand down to your lower belly. And as you breathe in, I want you to feel that lower belly extend out toward that opposite wall. That tells you that you're breathing down deeply enough. Step three, take your right index finger and cover your right nostril. And I want you to breathe in and out only through your left nostril through the entire breathing exercise. Breathing in this way strengthens and activates your calm or parasympathetic nervous system and it calms you down faster. Mm -hmm. And it's very, very effective if you try it. Now, obviously you don't wanna use both hands if you're driving. So you'll only use your right hand if you're driving. And so I, I call it, let's pick our nose the right way for stress because it's a cute little way to remember we're not really picking our nose, but it looks a little bit like it. And I say the right way because it's on the right side, right? So that's a little way to remember. And if you do that for a minute, to two minutes, maybe even three minutes, if you're really riled up, you're going to see a huge difference in your stress level and your nervous system reaction. And like you say, you can do it while you're driving. So sometimes we say like, there is no time for us to do any of those, but it's not true. You can find time or you can make time every day. Again, like it's your choice. Are you choosing to do it? Exactly. Exactly. And it, this is a really easy one and toss it in when you start feeling, I always say, if you start sensing your breath becoming shorter, closer together and more shallow, start this exercise because that means your stress response has set in and you need to get out of that stress response, that sympathetic nervous system response. So this will put you back into the calm one. Right. And we have to start our day with feeling calm and breathing right. And that's important, actually. And it gives you more, um, you know, energy and also like refuels you to kind of be 
on the top of your game, like be the best that you can be. That's right. So that brings us to a second tool. And I have so many tools in the book. It takes you step-by-step step through a six-week process to train your mind. But this is another tool that I love, and I call it the magical morning mindset, okay? So many times when we get really stressed out and we get into that pattern, our first thoughts of the day are, oh, I have to do this, and this is going to go wrong, and what if they say this to me, right? Okay, so let's turn that on its head. In the morning, before your feet even hit the floor, I want you to take at least three minutes and go through the upcoming day and imagine things going better than you ever expected. Because if you think about it, there is just a chance that things will go amazingly well as things will go horrible. But our stress response triggers us to consider those worst case scenarios. But let's consider best case scenario instead. Like, what if the presentation goes great? And I always say, you know, like, what if I was nervous about this? Um, this interview today. And I woke up this morning, I said, oh, what if I blow it? What if I don't make any, you know, any sense? You can go down that whole path. But instead, I like to say, and I put gratitude with it because gratitude then further trains your mind to be um, calm and happy. But I say, thank you that this interview goes amazing today. Thank you that I get across and help as many people as possible, right? Or if I have to have a tough conversation with my friend, Bob, Thank you that my conversation with Bob goes awesome and that we're closer than ever afterward. Thank you that Bob understands where I was coming from and that we resolve everything today, right? If it's something with your child and you're thinking about, oh my God, they're just going to throw a tantrum when I ask him to do X, Y, Z, then you say, thank you that Bobby just does everything I ask him today and he's happy and he's balanced, whatever you want to say. But you imagine the best case scenarios instead of the worst. And it doesn't matter whether these things can actually, whether you believe they can actually happen. But what it does is, A, it trains your mind to be calmer and happier in the morning. But B, it sets your energy on the right track for the day. And my patients noticed it would just change the entire day. Yeah, we should know that we are the ones creating our daily experiences. And with us setting that intention in mind, straight from the morning, like you said, not even um, before we brush our teeth. So we should think about how it could go well, or maybe imagining it's already went well for today, for you, that certain type of event or like meeting with a person or anything that you plan. And uh, again, like we can do it, but for some reason, or we tend to be more in the negative side of things and imagining like worst case scenario. So with us knowing that if we train our mind to be calm and to kind of expect good things to happen to us, this is what we will get. Well said. I mean, that's exactly right. I've always said the inner equals the outer and a lot of people don't understand or, you know, but it's, it's really true. Like what is inside then materializes. And uh, also we should be kind of willing to, um, to help other people as well in the journey. So maybe like, uh, 
you know, like spread the word on what tools are available or uh, how they can achieve certain goals in life with those type of techniques or, uh, you know, tips doing every day. And um, again, like uh, with us having that in mind that this is the life that we are creating by just first like going to the mental space and having everything in order there then it will translate into physical as well definitely and a lot of um teachers along these lines have always said that manifestations or things that happen outside of you always happen in your mind or imagination first yeah, and like also there is some type of technique I've heard like visualization, like when you try to just imagine that what if you already got what you have, like what you want to have, right? What if um, you're already that person with everything that you wanted and uh, you setting up uh, those intentions and kind of like attracting that into your life in a way, again, we don't know exactly what happens, but I know that uh, it's it has its way to work somehow. Well, it does. I have a few tools in the book that utilize that. And what I wanted to bring to that conversation, there's so many visualization tools out there, but what I want people to think about is the things that you want aren't really things or people or events. It's the way that they're going to make you feel. Mm -hmm. So what I want you to do is start with those um, positive emotions first. I want you to target those positive emotions. Let's say, for example, a new relationship. Well, you don't really want how someone looks or their education. If they're funny, you don't want those things. You want how you're going to feel when you're with this person, how you're going to be in a relationship. You want to feel happy and excited and safe and respected. Anything that you can bring up, make a list. And then I want you, like you were saying, Anna, to get in the space that that already happened, right? Mm -hmm. And the emotions come first because what we want to manifest is a life of those emotions, a life of those feelings, right? Because let's say we manifested someone who had all of the qualities, right? Even down to what, if we said what type of shoes they wear, but if they're nasty and they make us feel horrible and they don't respect us, then what point is there, right? We don't really want those things. We want how we want to feel. And I love emphasizing that because I think it's so important and I think it's missed in so many visualization techniques. And then another important aspect is what you were talking about, Anna, is it already happened, right? So I, I love that you brought that up and I completely agree. Yeah, and you write about like how it makes us feel. That's the main purpose of why we actually want that to happen in the first place. So all we want is to achieve certain type of feelings, emotion that we know it's, you know, feels good. So, and this is how we bring it artificially first in our mind, looking at the picture, how we feel. And then, you know, we're doing it repeatedly 
something good will happen and uh, maybe even better than you imagined you you don't know but you should kind of like um believe that this is uh will that type of tool like will bring you to something um bring you to the place where you'll be more open to opportunities 100 percent. and i take people step by step exactly how to do this so um if people are feeling confused i mean you know, grab a copy of the book, which is less than a bottle of wine, you know, and can like seriously transform your mind. But um, it can be very, very, very effective, like you're saying, because not only will it every single time, this is my thing, train your mind and wire your mind to become unhappy, but it will give you that life that you're looking for. It will help you manifest all of those things. And so many people use visualization, like, Oprah, Henry Ford used it, Jim Carrey used it, you know, there are tons and tons of examples. So it's not some woo-woo sort of thing. It's it's actually documented and it works. And a lot of successful people uh, have something in common and it always like uh, come across when we hear about their stories. So it has to be something to it. And I think we should be uh, willing to explore for ourselves and, you know, again, Without you trying, you would never know if it works or not, right? And we should see for ourselves how good it could be. Again, what there to lose anyway. That's right. Exactly. And it's not, I mean, it's not, I'll try this once and all of this is going to happen. It's got to be a consistent practice. And sometimes if it's a big thing, like a new relationship, it could take six months to a year. It really could. But if you're consistent with it and it happens, like you're saying, isn't that worth it? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's so better than ending up with another jackalope, right? I don't know what people are looking for, but yeah. yeah. And also uh, with us kind of like uh, having that practice to go into calm state, to meditate, to breathe right, and also have the uh, visualization technique. I think uh, we also train ourselves to be um, kind of like patient and still and be um first of all, open to opportunities and second, uh, choose in a more, um, you know, like calm manner, meaning like uh, you're not, sometimes you're not put on the spot to make a choice where you're not sure or you're afraid or you're anxious, but you, you are clear on uh, what needs to be done and what, what, what you're trying to achieve. And it's kind of like creates more clarity for you. And that peace of mind, it gives you opportunity to make the better decision for yourself too. So uh, again, like, it seems like uh, it's if if you break it down like those small steps, you think they're not really that significant, but putting together and doing them consistently, that's what matters in the long run. And then you're going to see effect like could be a few months from today. That's 100% true. And um, I'm a why person. And if I'm getting to, to I know you're a pharmacist, so you you you're very sciencey. But if I get too sciencey, just stop me, okay? But the reason that everything you said is true based on the science of the brain is because high stress 
it, it causes alteration, and I'm going to even say maybe damage to a part of the brain called the prefrontal cortex. And what you were talking about is you can't make decisions. You can't be as creative. You can't, you don't have an objective view anymore. And this is why, because that part of your brain is not as functional, let's say, as it used to be. So in order to help that, you've got to decrease those stress levels. And when you do, that's back online. And like you were saying, Anna, everything is easier. You can make better decisions. You can be more creative again. You know, all of those great things. Yes, and uh, we don't know, you know, I wish it would be taught like in school or some kind of education, like in the early stages of our development, but uh, at least like with something that you know now that we all know, like at this point of life, we can make that change. So we shouldn't be like thinking that this is who we are, nothing else, you know, could change for us, but be willing to um, make those incremental changes again, knowing that it will take some time. But if you have that intent, intention and you have that, um, you know, that vision of who you can be, uh, so that's what you need to start today. You're not obligated being a person five minutes from now, you know, like uh, you can always change. 100%. I mean, I'll tell you quite honestly, if I hadn't done this, I would be divorced right now. And I, I mean, I'm not saying divorce is horrible. Sometimes people need to get divorced, but I like my husband. So I'm happy that that didn't happen. Right. So uh, at least like right now, like we know that a lot of things are available and with your book also i'm gonna put the description in the episode with a link to your book so if people want to like check out what are the tools that we were talking about in more detail they can go and see it for themselves and um maybe there's some other advice you want to give to our listeners as we close to kind of like um make sure that they focus on the right thing and uh i would say maybe the habit that they can do before nighttime let's say something that they would do before they go to bed that sets up the good intention in the morning so many people these days are so stressed and with social media and the news and everything coming at them so at the end of each day just a really simple practice could be, I give kindness to myself, I give kindness and love to myself, and do that for a few minutes. And then what I want you to do is I want you to extend it out to some people that you know. I give kindness and love, and you can name or picture people. Then I want you to picture giving kindness and love to the whole world. And I want you to imagine everyone in the world feeling your kindness and love, and then giving that kindness and love to everyone else. And just if you did that even for two minutes every night, watch your energy change and the people's energy toward you will change too. Yeah, love and kindness. This is like the ultimate uh, level that we want to operate within because this is what will give us and fulfillment and also with us knowing that 
you know, other people uh, have the same kind of uh, emotion towards us, that will also bring us to a safer space to explore and to move forward. So we need to exercise those type of feelings, practice them intentionally every day. And it will not take so much time, five minutes before you go to bed, that's all you need. But it could be a very significant shift that maybe you're looking for. Why not give it a try? That's exactly right. Thank you so much for your uh, thoughts and wisdom. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I love your show and thank you for all you're doing to help people live better lives. I think it's important. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, follow my show and leave me a review. I'd love to hear from you. To check out Intern Store, go to internpodcast.com. Stay tuned.